HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hot Dish Productions, an award-winning modern culinary production company. Learn more at hotdishproductions.com. This week's episode of Meat in 3 is inspired by the reemergence of Cicada Brood 10. We're talking all about insects. Some people are calling crickets the gateway bug because that's a great introduction to what edible insects is all about. So we found detectable levels of cesium-137 in 68 of 122 total honey samples that we had. Ah, what is that? Is it tarantula? No, what is it? It's a tarantula. Oh, and they're going to eat it? No, 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 no. Listen to Meat in 3 wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Feed Feed Podcast. I'm Alexa Santos, a food editor at the Feed Feed, the world's largest crowdsourced food publication and social media community, serving as your daily source for what to cook, bake, eat, and drink. Throughout season four of the Feed Feed Podcast, we will be trying to help you solve that daily question that we're all faced with, which is what's for dinner? Each week, we will be speaking with members of the hashtag Feed Feed community who are a constant source of ideas and inspiration and help us get dinner on the table every night. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Wu, aka Soli Jessica on social media. Jessica is a mom of three and viral lifestyle content creator known for her creative and adorable clips of her assembling bento style lunches for her kids. She and her family's love of food inspired many of her videos, which incorporate healthy ethnic dishes as well. Welcome to the Feed Feed podcast, Jessica. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi. Thanks for having me, Alexa. So love everything you do, obviously. And for those of you who haven't seen Jessica's bento box videos, you are definitely missing out. They're adorable. But (laughs) you are making lunch for your kids all the time. But tell me about kind of what you grew up eating. Like when your parents were making food for you, what was kind of some of the cuisines and food that you were experiencing when when you were little and growing up? So... A part of my life, I lived with my mom, and she's full Korean, so it was basically all Korean food. Yeah. Every meal, it was Korean food. Um, But we did go out to eat, and 
my mom did offer a lot of different kinds of food and I wasn't picky. So I grew up eating a lot of different stuff that wasn't Korean if she didn't cook. So I think that's where I kind of started with my love of food was as a kid, I just kind of loved everything. And then I moved with my dad and my dad is Hawaiian Chinese, but he was um, born in the States. So he's very Americanized. Um, he's like a burger and pizza kind of guy. So when I lived with my dad, it completely changed from like all Korean cuisine to American traditional, um, you know, just your regular old <laughs> American food. And then um, he was married to my stepmom and she's Filipino. So it was American. And then I was also introduced to Filipino food. So wow. those were pretty much my big staples growing up. Yeah. So what were some of the Korean dishes that your mom was making for you? Um, so traditionally, we just have rice and then a bunch of side dishes called panchan. So the panchans would always change. It would be, um, you know, it would just have like fish or meat, um, different kind of soups and stews, and also like kimchi and different kind of pickled pickled vegetables. So um, that was kind of like an everyday thing, which I love. I love, you know, it's, it's just comfort food for me. So, yeah. So were you, did you start kind of learning how to cook at a young age or like, when did you start learning how to cook? And was it like, were you in the kitchen all the time with your mom or what was that situation? Honestly, growing up, um, I, Koreans, I feel like don't really like back in the day, traditionally, they, they didn't really have kids cooking or helping. Um, we would kind of do prep work, but the actual cooking itself, I didn't, I don't ever really remember cooking with my mom. Um, I would watch her and I would just kind of sit near her, watch her and then be the taste tester. But <laughs> um, no, I, I did not learn how to cook with my parents or my family. I I guess I kind of did by watching them, but um, I really learned how to cook because I moved out on my own at an early age. I right after high school, I moved out. So ever since then, I kind of was like, oh, well, I got to cook for myself. <laughs> so um, that's when it started. And then it really started when I became a single mom after my two girls. Um, my ex-husband cooked all the time. He was a very great cook. Um, he could whip up anything in the kitchen with any ingredients. And so I never cooked. And once we split up, I kind of had to take over and was like, oh, well, I have to cook now because no one's doing it for me. <laughs> so yeah, um, kind of in between like growing up on my own college days and then after um, getting a divorce. So those were my two big times I kind yeah. of taught myself. Yeah, you really had to kind of go for it there, especially with the two little ones. You were like, well, I've got to figure this out now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so the type of food that you make for them, I know obviously the stuff you post online is, you know, you've got a wide variety of things that you're making for them. But what are kind of what are their favorites? I know that they love a lot of what you do. <laughs> what are their favorites or like things that are kind of staples in the in your house? So I do a lot of comfort food, whether it's from different cultures and places. So I do a lot of Mexican food, American food, and Korean food, Japanese food. So 
Um, I don't know. They're kind of really open and they like what I like. So I just try to offer them as much as I can, even if it's something that I don't know how to make. I'll kind of, you know, teach myself and then offer it to them that way. Because I do want them to, you know, have a variety of stuff growing up. Yeah, and it's good that they're so, like, open-minded and not picky. Because I was such a picky eater when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they they can be. They definitely aren't, you know, like... They're not, they're not me. That's for sure. I loved everything, but, um, they go through phases and Olive is my pickiest one. So she'll, she'll already be like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, how'd you even learn how to say that word? First of all, (laughs) and, but they are, you know, I'll just ask a few times. I'll just be like, will you please try this? Will you please try this? And at the end I win and they'll try it. So (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, and it's good that she has her sisters to kind of keep her in line. So for those who don't know, Jessica has three little ones. And how old are they again? They're two, seven, and nine. Oh boy. So her hands are definitely full. (laughs) She's got a lot going on at home. When did you decide to, like, what was kind of the evolution of you making these bento box videos for them. I mean, obviously you were making lunch for your kids and it was something you had to do, but when did you decide, like, how did it happen where you were like, okay, I'm going to start filming this. And how did this all come about? Um, so filming has been kind of like an ongoing thing for me. I love photography and I love capturing memories and moments. I was a wedding photographer assistant for a long time. And so I feel like that part of me was just there. Um, My grandpa even taught me how to um, develop old film. So I don't know, I kind of grew up with the photography filming life. And then, um, yeah, I, I did the YouTube thing. I kind of was always in social media because I my degree, I went to college for advertising and public relations and uh, marketing. So I feel like it kind of all tied in. And then with TikTok itself, my sister, I have really young sisters, they're um, in their teens. And they were all about TikTok. My oldest daughter, Adeline, she was getting into TikTok because, you know, it was musically. And then, yeah, they were basically like, hey, you should be on TikTok you should be showing what you do. Like, um, my sister always just says that I'm super extra without (laughs) trying to be extra. I've been extra all my life. So she's just like, Hey, film your food, film what you do for the girls. And, um, I never thought to do food because it was just like a regular thing. Like I have a background in makeup and art mm-hmm. and I paint and stuff. So that stuff I always put out there. But with food, I, you know, I'll take a picture of my dinner or whatever. And I took yeah. pictures of the girls' lunches and I would put it on Facebook. So I, you know, I, I had it up there, but um, she was just like, hey, film and show, show what you do, you know, because people like it. And I did. And Lo and behold, it went viral. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and here you are. Here when did I you am. When did you start doing it? Was it like early last year or when, when did this kind of all start happening? So filming my lunches, yeah, I started January of last year. Yeah, and then you just 
hit 5 million followers on TikTok. So congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's crazy. I know. Yeah. I can't oh my gosh. even and wrap like, my head around that number. I know. And in like such a short, I mean, relatively short period of time. So like now that you have really kind of created this niche for yourself as, you know, a bento box queen and mom making lunch for your kids, like how, I guess, how has that kind of affected your cooking style, if that makes sense? Like you're obviously having to, like, how are you approaching eating in your household when you're having to film and also having to feed the kids? And like, how do you kind of juggle all these, like, you know, on top of just, you know, being a mom, like, okay, I've got to make lunch, but then I've also got to film this and I've got to make this recipe. And how, how are you doing this? Um, Honestly, I'm just taking it like day by day, I try not to like overwhelm myself because I personally don't love cooking. I love eating more than I love cooking. So I try to not overwhelm myself with recipe videos or um, just cooking so much that I get burnt out um, because Mm -hmm. it is, you know, this is a job for me now. And yeah, I, I don't want it to ever feel like I'm forced you know, I, I love doing this. I, I absolutely love doing this. So I just, you know, I take a break on, um, cooking videos. I do other videos. Like, you know, I have my family in my videos or beauty or outfits or whatever. I, I tie those in just to give myself a break. And also because I am not just a cook, you know, I'm more, more, there's more to me than just food. So Mm -hmm. I try to showcase that and just take it day by day. And with the lunch videos, I mean, I have to make them lunch. So that's kind of like an easy given. And I'll just set up the camera and I use my phone. You know, I don't do anything fancy. I use my phone for everything. I record, I edit everything and I post. I I have fancy cameras. I have fancy lighting, but I don't do it because <laughs> I don't have to. And um, that just makes it more work. So I, I keep it easy for myself just so I can enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's so smart. I mean, there's only like so much you can do without like feeling completely burnt out. So like, I totally get that. (laughs) So when you're me, I know you're making the bento box lunches for your kids, but how are you approaching, you know, what's for dinner? Like, do they, is it, I know, you know, I'm the oldest of three girls and my mom was in a very, you know, with different tastes and, you know, she'd have to make like three different dinners because I wanted one thing and my sister wanted another thing. So like, you know, because this season of the podcast is what's for dinner, but you're more of a lunch gal. Tell me a little bit about what, how dinner happens in your household. Is it like you get what you get or little picky olive is giving you a hard time or (laughs) how is it going down in the, in the household? So it's basically, um, yeah, they get what they get, but, (laughs) but I feel like every dinner has a part of what each one likes. So, um, if we do like steak, we'll do steak, potatoes, broccoli, and corn, and it pretty much hits everyone's taste buds and make, you know, like even if Olive doesn't eat the potatoes, she'll eat the corn and the steak and the broccoli and same with the other girls. So I kind of take, I, you know, I'm mindful of what they love. So I try to always incorporate that in, but I also cook what I want to eat. Like, you know, if I want Indian food, I'll get an Indian food. If, 
they, you know, I don't know. I just, I try not to stress over it too much. And I just kind of, if I feel like something, I'll cook it. If they don't eat, then they don't eat. I guess that's just like the mom in me, you know, like they get what they get and they'll eat it. So yeah, um, it's, it works. It's fine. They get fed. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It works out at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some ingredients that you always have in your kitchen? Like what are some staples that you always have on hand? Um, of course, rice. We always have to have rice. We always have to have, um, so we have seaweed, like roasted seaweed all the time. Um, because if I don't feel like cooking, it'll just be literally rice, seaweed and kimchi. And that'll feed all of us and everyone's happy regardless. (laughs) So that's, those three is definitely always in my house. Um, I don't know. We always do smoothies a lot. I know it's not a dinner thing, but always fruits and vegetables. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. The girls <laughs> always love shrimp. Shrimp is always like an easy, easy win in our family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are those are definitely good staples. And especially I feel like when we were younger, the, you know, the snacks and stuff that were on hand was all, you know, like fruit roll-ups and gushers and, you know, all those like gross, like super, like, you know, nineties and old school snacks. I feel like today, like raising kids, it's like, there's such, there's so much more of an emphasis on like whole, like clean diets and like not eating like a bunch of junk food. So like, do you try to limit the junk food or are you kind of like, ah, you know, they're kids or. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, it's both, you know, like I don't really limit that on on junk food, but I always make sure that they get their veggies and fruits in. So if they, you know, if they eat their whole dinner, if they eat their whole lunch and they have fruits and vegetables, and if they want Oreos at night or fruit roll-ups or gushers or whatever, then of course I'm going to say yes, you know? So I try to just keep it balanced. Um, because I, I like those things too. So I can't be like, hey, you can't have it while I'm stuffing my face with Rice Krispies treats. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, the stuff is shockingly good. And like Pop-Tarts and like toaster strudels. Like all that stuff is so good. I haven't had them in a while. But like every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, wow. That is really something. I miss that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I like it. I can't. I definitely can't be like, no, all the time. Yeah, exactly. So with your cooking style and you kind of like picking up on stuff that your your mom did and then kind of having to learn how to like fend for yourself and then having to learn how to like cook for the girls, like would you say that you've really like developed like a skill set like, you know, as a good cook or like what how has your cooking style kind of evolved over time? It went from probably like I don't know, like college girl food to like feeding a family nutritious meals. Like what was that evolution for you? So I think the biggest part of me was that I wasn't picky and I, I developed a big palate and, um, I've tried so many variety of flavors and food that that helped me with my cooking for sure. So I kind of knew what good food was before I started cooking. And I think, um, even though I don't know how to like chop properly or do fancy things. I, I know what it's supposed to taste like and I'm good at flavoring. So, um, 
I think that's what basically was my evolution. Like I can learn all the technical stuff, you know, like that's easy because there's YouTube videos or people, you know, I talk to people, but I think the hardest part is making your food taste good. And I kind of learned that just growing up and loving food. Yeah. So what were your favorite red? I know you said you, you had a lot of different influences growing up, like you had the Korean and the Filipino and, you know, Hawaiian, like what were, I guess, what was your favorite, your favorite dish growing up? I'm a um, starch kind of person. So any kind of pasta, noodles, potatoes, rice, anything like that is like my favorite. Uh, it doesn't matter what what dish it is. If it's if it has starchiness, <laughs> then I will love it. Like my ex-husband used to joke and be like, if you had a dish that had rice wrapped up in potatoes, wrapped up in noodles, that's probably, you know, you, you'd probably go crazy. So the perfect food. Yeah. That's so funny. So anything starchy, was there like something like Hawaiian that was you, that you really loved or Filipino or Korean, just like re- really anything with rice. You were like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Rice or pasta or noodles. Like I, um, I, I love Korean noodles. There's so many different kinds that I love, but yeah, just homemade, no. homemade noodles are Ooh. superior. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now you've got me in the mood for noodles, (laughs) especially homemade ones. They're so much better. Yeah, definitely. So much better. So I'm sure you, the, the answer is going to be probably a lot, but how often do you grocery shop? Uh, I try to keep it once every two weeks, honestly. Um, I try to, um, (laughs) does it always happen? No. Two weeks. But I try to bulk shop because that's the smart thing to do. Um, Because the more you go into a store, the more you spend. Yeah. So I try to get everything in one stop in two weeks, but I do supplement for like fruits and vegetables since those don't last as long. Right. Oh my gosh. So what are you stocking up on when you go just like grains and stuff or like what are you stocking up on? Um, yeah, just like, you know, meats, meats, grains, um, basically, basically the proteins, grains, like bread, eggs, butter, I don't know, all all those just staples. Yeah. And then I'll just stop in to get like, if I'm doing a recipe video and I need something special, I'll, you know, I'll go in and then grab more fruit for the girls and, um, anything that's more perishable. Wow. That's very surprising. I thought it was going to be like a lot of the creators I talked to, you know, it's like, cause they're always working on stuff. It's like, you know, multiple times a week. And like, even me, like it's, you know, it's just me and my boyfriend at home. Like I'm not feeding kids and even it's hard even just to do like once a week. It's very like, Oh, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. So like, that is very impressive. And I'm sure it's probably hard for you to find the time to go in multiple times in a given week and like get what you need. I think that's what it is. Like yeah. um, me just limiting and also cause COVID, you know, I wasn't trying to go out all the time. So I think that really helped me buckle down on what I really need and what, what trips do I really need to make within the last year? And yeah. Interesting. Well, now you've got me uh, thinking I need to 
figure it out. <laughs> I say <laughs> myself some time and energy. I'm like, geez, if Jessica can get it down to that, <laughs> then I definitely can. Oh my God. Yeah. That's whoo. I don't know how you do all the things you do. None, you know, everything you tell me is surprising and impressive. So you just keep impressing me, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> so obviously you inspire me and so many people, but who inspires you, Jessica? Um, you know, I get inspired by a lot of people. Um, I love surrounding myself with people who are motivated and driven and kind of have the same goals as me. So um, I've gotten really close with a lot of creators from TikTok. And it's nice to go on the journey together with, you know, with most of them. And yeah, I mean, everyone's on a different level and different time in their lives. Like, you know, some of these creators are younger than me. Some of them are single. Some of them are married and everyone has their own stories. But, you know, I think just learning about how they are navigating through just life itself just kind of inspires me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I get inspired a lot by everyone around me. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's cute that it's like, you know, like your friends and people you know. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Anthony Bourdain. And <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right. Is there anybody that like when you started, I guess, creating food videos, was there any like anybody that you were kind of like looking up to or like trying to emulate in any way? Or were you just kind of like, I'm just doing me, just doing what feels right? Um... I feel like I can't think of anyone right now. I'm I'm sure that I do. <laughs> it sounds so bad. <laughs> um, but I can't think of anyone right now. No. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think that's what's so cool about what you do because it is very unique and it is very different. But yeah. And it has that authenticity to it where it's like, oh, you're doing exactly, you know, your thing. So I was interested to see what you were going to say. I was like, if there is somebody that I haven't thought of that she was kind of like, you know, I guess inspired by when you started doing this, right. I would have been surprised because I can't think of anybody either. <laughs> like I love, I used to love Sandra Lee because she would do cocktails. Oh. Like I grew up with a big hospitality cocktail background. I I was a bartender. I worked in cocktails bottle service. So um, the cocktail culture is like really big in my background. And so I love Sandra Lee because she was like super cute, like together doing these recipes. And then she'd be like, oh, let's get drunk and like make this picture of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> drinks. And, you know, I love that about her. And um, and another person that did come in like that I loved was Christine McGuire. I don't want to butcher her name. Let me um, look her up real quick. Sorry. <laughs> you're so um, right about Sandra Lee, though, because she, like, is when, you know, you're super extra with, like, the way you, like, decorate everything. And she, Sandra Lee was like, oh, you know, I'm having a couple of girls over for dinner. Let's set up this entire tablescape to match the theme. Like, she was so right. extra about it. So that's actually, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. So Christine McConnell is like she's amazing like she is so artistic she bakes she bakes mostly she doesn't cook food but she 
like makes her own dresses. She decorates and like re, um, what do you say? Reupholsters her furniture. Like she crafts and she's focused on like creepy, scary things, which I love. So I guess if I had, if I could be anyone with the skill set is her. Like she had a Netflix <laughs> show. It kind of didn't do it very well. So they kind of um, didn't give her another season. But yeah, she's amazing. She takes her own pictures. She like literally does everything. And I feel like I can kind of relate to what she does and who I want to be. That's so funny that you're into the like creepy stuff because I feel like your aesthetic is very not creepy at all. It's very like cheery and bright. So like that's, I guess, another side of you kind of into like the more like Halloween-y vibe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is funny because um, the whole mom, mom, fun, rainbow, you know, like that side is definitely out there. But yeah, I mean, I grew up watching horror like my favorite movies are horror movies. So what? Yeah, it's pretty funny. But. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. And with the girls, like, are they, do you think any of them are kind of like picking up or like developing a passion for like food stuff? Or are they kind of like, eh, whatever? <laughs> yeah, Adeline, my oldest one, she loves everything that I do. So she, um, she loves cooking. She loves helping. She, you know, she loves everything about it. Like, um, if I don't, if she's with her dad and I'm like, oh, I got to do this or I filmed this, she'll be like, oh man, I wish I could be there. And I know. And so she, she's always been that way. You know, she always wanted to be right there with me doing everything. And like, she was my little like best friend. And yeah, she's still like, now she'll be like, can I, like, since I did the um, breakfast in bed for them, like, she'll ask me all the time, like, mom, can, do you want breakfast in bed tomorrow? Can I cook you breakfast? What Aww. would you like? You know, she's so cute. Yeah, she's so cute. And like, yeah, she wants to do everything. She, I made a little salmon cooking video and she was just like, so happy. Oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. And that's like, she's so supportive and like, that's that's so cute. Like I, oh my god, I love your girls, just all of them. Thank you. <laughs> They're, the They're the best. So do you think she'll like? Like, have you been teaching her stuff? Like, I, you said she's nine, right? Or mm-hmm. she's nine. You said, so yeah. I mean, ha, has she been kind of like doing stuff in the kitchen with you as you've been doing it, and kind of like picking up on techniques, or how is that going? Yeah, I mean, um, a little here and there. Obviously, I want to just make her more comfortable is the biggest thing is being comfortable behind the kitchen, you know, with Mm -hmm. the heat. And, um, that's just, I think that's the biggest hurdle is like her not being scared to, you know, just get in there and do it. So, and she's doing good. Like she's getting, she's, you know, getting there. She's still a baby. So (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) For some reason I, I always think of her as like older because she's like, so I guess like mature and like, involved and like they're you know they're all even like I even thought Olive was older because I feel like she's very like very articulate like she's speaking in like very full sentences and you know being a little sassy thing that she is so yeah (laughs) I think of them all as older but yeah no Adeline really is like so young she's like oh my gosh like in the kitchen already I feel like she's gonna be she's gonna be very good she's gonna be she'll be able to like cook for her sisters I bet and that'll probably make your life easier. 
Yeah. Yeah, she offers all the time, you know. She'll be like, I'll do this, you know, I'll do this for you or I'll make this. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you got lucky. You got the dream children. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like how They're can right. I help? No, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like me and my sisters were the opposite. My God, we were like such pains. Your kids are like, how can we help? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Olive can get kind of crazy. But it's yeah. okay because she makes it up with her cuteness. Yeah. And she's a baby. She's the youngest. I feel yeah. like the youngest child's always like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And you're the oldest too, right? I am. I'm the oldest yes. of three. Three. I have three little sisters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot We're of girls in the family. Same. Yeah. We've got the same energy, the oldest. Yeah. It's a. Uh, that's so funny. And it's funny that Adeline is so like close with you and like trying to like absorb everything you're doing. Cause like, yeah, it's the same vibes. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Hot Dish Productions, an award-winning modern culinary production company specializing in creative digital video, photography, and podcast production. From concept through post-production, Hot Dish creates and produces compelling food stories that ignite the chef in all. Hot Dish Productions has deep connections to award-winning and celebrity chefs and over 20 years experience. Their team has won both a James Beard Award and an IACP Award for their work in food media. Hot Dish Productions delivers the highest quality product at a fair value. Let them help tell your culinary story today. Explore their work and learn more at hotdishproductions.com. Okay, so now I have a game for us to play. So F, Mary kill, if you're familiar with it, F short for explicit, you know, <laughs> words. So I'm going to give you three things and you tell me which of those you want to F, which of those you want to marry and which one you want to kill. Are you ready? I guess so. Okay. The three are kimchi, rice, and shrimp. Oh, my God. Hard, right? Yeah. Um, so F is a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, but it's like I want like a fling. I want like a one-night stand with this thing. I don't want to mm. be with it forever. I, You know what I mean? Like it's. It's indulgent, but like okay. maybe not good for me. Like, I so know. I will F kimchi, marry oh. rice, of course, because rice is life. And yes, um, and kill shrimp, I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know that was a hard one. That is a hard one. That is so funny. I played this game with Ellen Bennett on the podcast and she had no idea. She was like, wait, what? Like I do what? To you? Like, she was so confused. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah. I love Ellen. <laughs> I know, me too. It was, yeah, so you were with it. You got it. You passed the vibe check. What a relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, was there anything else important that I didn't ask you? Are there any, like, upcoming projects you have or, like, anything going on down the pipeline that we should know about? Um... No, not really. I mean, I have a bunch of stuff going on, but I don't know if I can talk about it. Um, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah, I just, I love it. I love my life. 
I love that I can share this with everyone and, um, and my family, I love sharing my family, you know, it's kind of scary out there, but it's mostly well-received and I feel a lot of love and support. So I'm, yeah, I had no complaints and, um, hopefully you guys like me for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to change. No. And I think it's been so, I, I, I personally, as you know, I'm like a huge fan of your family and your girls. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the internet has resonated in that way. And yeah, I mean, it totally can be scary to, you know, share that, you know, those personal parts of your life. But I think for, in your case, it really has been like a huge benefit. And like, it's, I mean, it's hard to not love like you and the sweet, the sweet girls. Like, it's just like such a nice, wholesome thing too, that I personally very much enjoy, as you know, as do many, many, many people of the internet. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. They're my favorite. I'm always like, I'm always like, I'm going to, for those listening, I'm always like, Jess, I really want to babysit your, your kids. Yeah. (laughs) They seem so fun. It seems like a blast to hang out with them. I bet they're, I bet it's rowdy, but in a good way to hang out with all three of them. It is. Um, they, they can get crazy. They're kind of going through the phase where the older two fight a lot, which ah. is like, blah, you know, like, can you guys just not? But I mean, it's normal, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, that's how it goes, especially because they're like closer in age. You know what I mean? Like, it's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like Olive is close with the oldest one. And then she's separately kind of close with the middle one and then that's where the relationship stops like yes the older two are like I don't know they're on and off but yeah and it'll change over time that's for sure yeah it'll develop slowly well thank you so much for joining me today Jessica it's been such such a treat getting to know more about you and your background and always love talking about the girls so I really appreciate it thank you for having me of course. Alexa and the feed feed. It Absolutely. was so much fun. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about the food and drink discovery platform that is the feed feed, head to thefeedfeed.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the feed feed. And don't forget to follow Jessica at Soli Jessica on social media. That's S-U-L-H-E-E, Jessica. If you have a food story to tell or want us to interview a blogger, cookbook author, chef, or restaurateur who has helped you solve that what's for dinner question, we would love your suggestions. Just send us a DM on Instagram. See you next time. The Feed Feed is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradio.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from our listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.